Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory Score. I am Jackson. I'm joined by Molly. We are hi, the only Coheed and Cambria podcast on the internet. The only Coheed and Cambria podcast. Do not forget it. You thought we were gone, but we're not. We're not. We're back. We're here. We've missed you. You've missed us. I know that. I've seen the tweets. Yeah, we know that for sure. Molly, hey! Everybody, everybody, everywhere I go is asking, Molly, where's the Amory score? I'm like, it's coming. We have to find the mayo. We've been looking. It's coming. Uh, And it's here. It's right here. It's right here. We're back. It's time. We're back. Yes. Um, We have been uh, just a couple of very busy people. Is what it really comes down to. Yeah, like, the last season was already really irregular. And also all the episodes were like five minutes long. Because there was because the coward refuses. He absolutely refuses. <laughs> uh, Claudio Sanchez, the coward, uh, refuses to release a good Apollo two comic for us to read. For the record, um, it's been like eight months since we've been talking about it, and there is still no release date for like any it, of it. Is it even confirmed that they're going to do it? Did the first one? Yeah, do yeah, well they, enough? they were talking about it. They were. T- I mean, like they've been talking about like at least plotting it out and all that stuff. I don't know that that means that they're actually going to publish it. But I imagine because they're doing um, a Never Ender tour next year for uh, No World for Tomorrow, that is probably when they will put that shit out. Oh, yeah, it'll probably be for that. Okay, They haven't properly nice. announced it yet, but it was in a weird email where they're like, sorry, our drummer had a heart problem, so we had to cancel the rest of the tour. But don't worry, we're coming back next year. And they didn't say it, but they capitalized <laughs> some end- words. And it's a Never Ender for fucking Good Apollo 2. Yes, for Good oh, Apollo 2. You're like, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> great, love it. Oh, great! Cody Cameron are coming back next year. They're going to play like both Justice and Murder uh, and Grave Makers and Gunslingers at the same show, back to back. We'll we'll head out to the gig tonight. Wow, everybody, let's get out there. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen to the first six songs. And I'm gonna be like, I'm good. Peace. I'm out. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna go. How? 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 <laughs> Fifty-seven times. <laughs> Fifty-seven times. Um, oh, what an album! What a what an album! What a great concert that's going to be that I will be going to. Like, yes, I, no, trust me, I will not absolutely. be missing it. If they come to the UK, I might. I don't know what to go with, so it's less, you know. Yeah, um, I just and have I'm to. I'm also mm-hmm. no longer in London, so yeah, much bigger it's more ordeal to get to the concert. Uh, I but just if, if drag Priscilla's ass because I made her like Coheed and Cambria, which is the biggest curse yeah, I can give yes. someone. Hail, 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 hail. hail, hail. <laughs> People think that we are Cohen and Cambria haters, and I understand why you would listen to a lot of this podcast and think that. But we are not. We are not. We are in this hell. We are in the hell. We are down here. We are like, could we go on this cruise? But no, we cannot go on the cruise. We will accept free tickets for the cruise, and we'll be very nice to Claudio's, uh, like, if we ever run into him, we'll be nice. We don't, we don't hate him as a person, we just critique his art, that's yeah. very bad. Claudio, if you want us to be on your cruise, I would love to get an interview in there. Uh, hit us up. Um, abnormal mapping. What's what's the abnormal mapping email? Podcast at abnormalmapping.com. Yeah, Claudio, just email uh, us. Let us know what the deal is. We need three we'll tickets. I cruise. have to bring Pris. She will kill me if I don't bring her. Yes, we need three tickets. Um, <laughs> we're, bringing, we're bringing the whole crew to the Kohi cruise. And then I will need a way to bring my computer and mic with me so we can properly record. If you guys don't have a podcast studio on the boat, what are you doing? Oh, it's called the SS Neverender. It is called the SS Neverender. Uh, I didn't. I so I knew there was a cruise, but I haven't. I haven't actually looked. Oh yeah, looked, it's a nightmare. Looked at the details because I feel like doing a cruise is the thing you do when you're done. Um, yeah, which is like which I is think like it's Chris too Jericho. Early. Yeah, 
I feel like it's too early for Coheed to be doing a cruise. That's like admitting your old man music. Like they, they could have, they've got at least a decade of being cool and hip. Green you know, Day hasn't even the... done a cruise yet. Green Day hasn't even done a cruise yet. You can't do a cruise before Green Day, guys. Uh, <laughs> I looked it up the other day, and Billy Joe Armstrong is forty-seven years old, and he's still singing "Welcome to Paradise." Like, shut the fuck up, old man. You can't be a punk rock band anymore. You see him at the Game Awards, like, putting up his middle finger, playing yeah. a terrible new song God, for the, the fucking fuck Game up. Awards audience. Like, that's punk. God. Oh, yeah. I really stuck it to the man when I did my, like, corporate gig. <laughs> he's fucking... And he's promoting a VR game. All right, man. Nobody could buy it. Sorry, that's the problem. Uh, Is there no, anything no, less put, punk than VR? No, I put my um, I put my VR helmet on and I go, welcome to paradise. <laughs> I do all the moves. I do all the I do all the Welcome to Paradise moves, which is just one air guitar bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do the basket case drum solo. <laughs> Good song though. Basket case whips. Have basket I ever told you about great. the time that I performed basket case uh, at my school's like oh, no. Battle of the Bands thing? But the other two people who I was playing with, I realized as we were playing the song, had not learned the song. Oh no. <laughs> It was one of the most humiliating things because I was on drums and they were just kind of just doing things and they just were fucking about and I was just like completely humiliated. The guy singing an awful day. Welcome to paradise. That was it. <sighs> Brutal. You hate to see it. You truly hate to see when, it. I'm looking I... at the lineup for this cruise. <laughs> Who's who else is on the cruise? Because I don't think I recognize any. Uh, by the way, everybody, if you have not heard, Coheed and Cambria are hosting a cruise ship. Uh, for all the fans, it is. It did sell out within like two days of them posting it. Um, I imagine because they did not get a very big boat, but um, are they going to need a bigger boat? <laughs> they are going to need a bigger boat because it's sold out. And the um the thing I'm worried about is somebody was messaging me like. I think the Jericho cruise and the Coheed and Cambria cruise are going to crash into each other. I said, no, 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 no. Everybody who's on the Coheed and Cambria cruise is also going on the Jericho cruise later. <laughs> like, there's nowhere they're going to happen at different times because it's all the same people. Um. Okay, so first of all, before we do the lineup, actually, also, it's going to be a long podcast. We're back. Yeah. We're going in it. That's why Buckle we're up. just bullshitting for a while. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, so we have on the experience page, here's what to expect. We got we got six bullet points. Yeah. Two once in a while. Uh, once in a while. <laughs> two once, two in, a once while. in a while. <laughs> two once in a lifetime. Coheed and Cambria sets. I don't know what that means because they do gigs all the time. I like maybe the set list will include a song they won't ever play again. They're gonna play Elf Tower, New Mexico. Play like Elf Tower, New Mexico. What the fuck would they put on that? Because they do the Never Ender. Like that's the thing is they play all of their songs. <laughs> right. There's no Coheed. And Cam- they're gonna play the Joker song. They're gonna play the <laughs> they're gonna Joker play song. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna play the Arkham City Joker song that wasn't actually in the game. <laughs> It was on the soundtrack, but it was not in the game. They could have put it in there. Um, we have the bullet point, interact with Coheen members and friends uh, with an amazing picture of um, everyone on the beach in sunglasses. Uh, Claudia smiling, Travis smiling, Zach smiling. But then uh, Zach is behind, not smiling, just in regular glasses and just kind of pointing at himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have anxiety. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, Josh. I said Zach. Zach's the... Oh, yeah, okay. oh, oh. Mixed yeah. it up. Yeah, mix it up. Yes, no. Zach's the bassist. Josh is the drummer. Right, right, right. Live in an immersive coheed world for four days. I don't want that. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. I don't want to go on this cruise. There's going to be so many bugs. There's going to be so many bugs. We're all going to die. Someone's going to declare themselves God. uh, And the (laughs) Electoral College is not going to save us. No. 
I love uh, the idea that they just put on a live reenactment of the t- and everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Because nobody's read the goddamn comic. Uh, well, the next thing says the Amory Wars experiences with like a picture of one of the comic covers. Um, no, this is not elaborated on. I don't know what that means, they, but there will be Amory Wars experiences. I think, yeah, you will just be doing that as you'll be living the Amory Wars. Uh, and there's two more bullet points, which are one, make lifelong friends. And I have to send to you in the chat, please, uh, the um, the screenshot here. You can find these by just going to the uh, Coheed Crew's website. Uh, they're not things they have to include in the description. They're really easy to find. So just go Google that. It is that. an easy Google, yeah. Um, please enjoy this picture. <laughs> Spider-Man! <laughs> what is Spider-Man doing here? That lady is so happy to be hanging out with Spider-Man. She's like, thank I mean, God please somebody save normal her. is here. <laughs> please sling us out of this fucking thing. Please, please. Uh, this, is, and then, this picture was taken at an industrial warehouse. What is this? Uh... I, I assume I assume this isn't actually like the underside of a cruise. Like, uh, like no, I am in the bowels of a fucking concert. cruise. Yeah. Uh, then the next thing is just round trip to Nassau, Bahamas, with a picture of Nassau on it. Sure, um, sure. Uh, but anyway, that's 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 what they promise. I really wish I knew what the Amory Wars experiences would be. I want more. I click on it and it doesn't like. There's no. Like, there's Claudio, no secondary version of this. There's Claudio, no, if you could like, please send us more details. If you have a pamphlet, a brochure, uh, any kind of PDF oh, file we can look at. I've got an activities page. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> okay. T- I want you to tell me if you would go to any of these. Okay. Q&A with Coheed and Carambia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Don't need to read the description. We know what that is. Yeah. Run the deck with Josh. No, no. <laughs> for you early riser, for you early risers, lace up your kicks and run a mile with Josh Eppard and hear Josh talk about health and fitness and oh probably the Mets. And probably Josh the Mets. Talk to you about the Mets, bro. Uh, y'all don't bro. need to make the playoffs. <laughs> talk to, to Josh about the Mets. I want to talk to Josh about the Mets. I would ask him about that. I would be like, "Hey, what's it like losing every damn year?" <laughs> Oh, the poor Mets. At least they're not the Knicks. They can't even be like the com- yeah, comedy New York team that suck. They've already they've got that taken from them as well. Yeah, I mean, like the Mets. Sometimes they're competitive, but it's not often. Cafe Chony. Oh yeah, Chony and Clyde. Yeah. Every morning, wake up with Chandra. I don't think Claudio should be advertising that. No. It's not uh, the way you want to and, put that. And your favorite brew. Get ready to gab about everything under the sun from books to music and food. Uh, <laughs> parenting, keeping houseplants alive, and pop culture. <laughs> just Bro. have some coffee and Chandra's there, I guess. Like, she's just there. And like, you know she's not talking to everybody. I also like this. It's like, hey, hang out and talk to people. They're, the mo- they're just normal people. Like, Claudia yeah. being like... Uh, made a ridiculous universe, but Josh is just here to drum and talk about the Mets. He's just a normal guy. He's just having a normal time. He's just on a uh, boat, and he's like, "Yeah, this is kind of alright." And here's where we need to be, which yes. is Q and A with Claudio Sanchez. Yes, uh, specifically about the story. Please, Claudio, Claudio please, we would love all your to questions moderate. about the story. Please let us moderate your panel. Please let us moderate. Your panel. We'll be there. We'll be there. We won't. We won't make fun of you too much. Not to, um, well. We'll ask about the like vomiting on the lawn thing. We'll ask. Well, about I will that. ask we'll about ask... the vomiting on. The... I want to ask about the vomiting on the lawn thing for sure. 
Yes. I said, was that inspired by a true story where you puked on her lawn? <laughs> uh, and then the logo at the bottom of the page is like the keywork, but made out of. So there's just like uh, chalk lines that make the triangle, then um, rubber life rings that make the uh, three circles. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. That's the thing. Just one more thing. Let's go check who's in, mm-hmm. who's on this tour. We've got Taking Back Sunday. They're a real band. Okay. You know, Twenty years ago. I know that name. Uh, thrice. Never heard of them. Have the you heard fuck of Thrice? Is thrice. What the fuck is a Thrice? Um, the Deer Hunter are on the Kogi okay, cruise. Sure. Yeah, that makes that is, makes yes, perfect sense. One hundred percent crossover there. Uh, where's Act Six? You said it was going to be like a weird, like new experimental non-music thing, but there's no sign of it. Oh, so. Boy. Uh, and a band called Power Trip. Never heard of them. Uh, Polyphia. Thank you, scientist. Sheer Mag. Thank culture you, scientist. Abuse. Is good. Uh, oh, is that a band you have heard of? Yeah, Thank You, Scientist okay. opened for. Co- they're like signed to Coheed's label, but they opened for them back when I was at the. Uh, I want to say it was at the. Neverender for not in keeping secrets. Uh, oh, nice. And yeah, they opened for that, and they have a full band. So after the show, they played uh, Number City with like all the backing instruments. It was fucking great. Oh, sweet! That rules. Yeah, yeah, that was good shit. Um, Tosh, Tosh, fire, Tosh, T O R C H E. Oh, like Porsche, but not. Yeah, like Porsche, but Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Fire Deuce. Nope. Uh, uh, weird Science. <laughs> That's um. That's yes. one of the band. Yeah. yeah, bandmates band. That's cheating. Uh, that is. Che- Josh is here and he's gonna do some raps for you. <laughs> is that what it is? Josh Eppard's underground hip hop project. Oh my god. We need to listen to some of that. Not on this episode, but at no, some point. but eventually. Oh my god, I didn't even know about that. Speaking Cursed. of uh, Josh Eppard, other bands, we've got three also. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, and then a bunch of other bands I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of this called Emo Night. <laughs> Emo Knight? Yeah, okay, that's not a band. I was checking. Yes, no. Emo Knight is not a band, just a small... Just, they're bringing the small dive bar emo experience on the cruise. On the cruise. Is this just like... Is there supposed to be somebody playing music like all day? Is that kind of the idea? I don't know. I assume not because like if you're going to this... Like everyone is going to want to be at the Coheed show. So you can't have... like So there has to be an amount of like maximum booking because you can't give people tickets and only have some people on the cruise go to the Coheed show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what, Maybe it's, if it, that's what it's for. Yeah. So the venue has to be as big as the amount of people are on the boat. You can't let more people on the boat yeah. and then have a smaller venue. So I don't know if, it, if they're actually going to be splitting us high across multiple things. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Weird. What, a, a, what a weird thing is this, the cruise culture. Cruise culture. Cruise culture. I have no idea what happened, and everybody's doing cruises now. But I just think it's been a long time since cruises were in vogue, probably. And it's just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I mean, this things. This has been a thing for a while. I remember, <laughs> remember when Jonathan Colton announced he was doing a fucking cruise like years ago. Asshole. <laughs> Asshole. I have no ass. problems with Jonathan Colton. <laughs> I don't know much about the guy, but f- fuck you. Um. Uh, but you still have 316 days, Kane and Cambria, to get us tickets. Yeah, hit us, just uh, hit us up. Gonna, we know you listen to the podcast. Yeah, we know you did. But we're not going to fucking buy them. Just know that no, we're poor. absolutely not. We're very poor. I only have money to do like Christmas gifts for three people. Be nice to me. 
But if if you if you want to let us on your cruise and we'll podcast about it, we'll yeah, we'll it. we'll listen. We'll do um, publicity for you after the fact. <laughs> we, we will we will promote your boat after it's back at the harbor. By which I mean, uh, rush the shit out of your boat trip. <laughs> Tell them that. Tell them, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play it cool. We're gonna play it cool. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um, uh. Anyway, Claudio, call us. Call us. Call us. Instagram. Uh, uh, please, God. At me. <laughs> please do not DM me though. That's weird. Do not DM me. Do not slide into either of our DMs. Just, uh, Chandra would not be happy if Claudio <laughs> just sliding into my DMs. It would not be a good time for oh, anybody. That'd be a real controversy. Yeah, oh boy. If you slide into uh, Molly's DMs, you will have to give us tickets or we'll cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely. God. <laughs> do not threaten us. Do not, do not fuck with us. The only Coheed and Caribbean podcast the on the internet. One, the only one online. You cannot find anyone else. I guess with that, it's time to start talking about the topic of the day. Uh, sh- yeah, shall we um, jump into... So we are we are starting a novel, as, as many of you know, um, uh, called Year of the Black Rainbow. Named after the album Year of the Black Rainbow. Should we give some background context for like the band at the time? What happened between? Um, yeah, if you was, if you have that, to. yeah, if you have that, absolutely. I don't have a ton of info on that. I was not looking that up. I was busy reading uh, reading a book. Reading a book. Reading so, a book, as everyone tells me to do. Like I'm trying. I'm reading the Peter David Coed and Cambria book. Please, you have to Please. understand. I'm trying to accept literature. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Uh, so, Good Apollo uh, Volume 2, No One for Tomorrow, was released in 2007. It was their second major label album, uh, but it was their first without their regular producers. Um, they had some like new songwriters, like, you know, there was that running three was teamed up with songwriters trying to get for the uh, Transformers soundtrack. They were really yeah. going big, going big with that one. Yeah. Uh, also was the first album without Josh Eppard, um, but didn't have Chris Penny yet on the album for his contract reasons, uh, even though he technically like wrote the drum parts. Yeah. Uh, and also, it was before that that um, um, Mike Todd was like out of the band for a while for rehab, and then came back and blah blah blah. Uh, out of the band, like now, <laughs> for good. Yeah, he's uh, uh, but, uh yeah, he had some issues. That's there's some stuff going on. Pretty sad. Uh, but that was all after Year of the Black Rainbow. With Year of the Black Rainbow came out in April 2010. This was my very first Coheed album that I was like around for. I got into Coheed earlier in 2010. Yes, yeah, same, same. Uh, so I was like really, I was like watching the, I guess it was in 2009, but yeah, I was like around for the whole like hype cycle, the early leaks, downloading the album from Demonoid before it was out. Yeah, getting very exciting times. Being excited that an account that looked like Claudio himself had posted the iTunes exclusive Hush on the Cobalt and Calcian forums. Mm. You're not around for that? Is that what the only No, thing? I was not there for that. I was not on People the forums. People were mad. People were mad there was no way to just buy that song. So he was like, hey, fans, you can have it. No, that's nice. Yeah. And it, it, no one knew who the account was, but it was, seemed like it would have just been you know someone who knew. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like a burner account. It was like an account that came out of the blue every so often on Cobalt and Calcium to post. But those gotcha. forums are, alas, lost to time. I would love to search they are. those archives. I wonder if we if, can if Wayback we had, Machine it or something. You can Wayback Machine pages, but not like you can't search through them in the way that I would want to try. Yeah, to, that like, we would want to like dig through there. Because that's really what I want to do. I want to dig through some of the, the, the gold, but alas, all gone. 
Um, the main thing with Year of the Black Rainbow was that, uh, again, was not their regular producers. Um, it was uh, a co-production uh, of Atticus Ross and Joe Bressy, which they are teaming up with Atticus Rock, Atticus Rock, Atticus Ross for this album. So it has a bit of a different sound, and we'll get mm. into that when we listen to the Broken. Yes, uh, the first track on the album. But before we before we do the music, uh, we have to talk about the book Year of the Black Rainbow. Um, same name as the album. The book was co-written by uh, Claudio and Peter David. It was their first collaboration. They wrote the In Keeping Secrets comic after this. Right. I forgot that they did this in a weird weird order. I mean, it's chronological order, but it's still very strange to do it that way when you're writing a prequel and not like a sequel. You usually write the stuff that you write first, first. Yes. So at this point, the only... like things that were released were the one good apollo album and all the second stage stuff yeah the 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 comic i guess the one good apollo comic um so like this was a uh the first real big push at now we're telling the story of coheed and cambria in the real way uh and we're here to read that uh we will be reading two well one chapter and a prologue um it's a very long opening chapter it is really long i was the fuck is going on we might be reading two chapters next week. I don't know for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna um go through all the chapters and work out like what lengthwise works out because some of them are real short, and I need to make sure I uh, yeah keep it even. Um, but this one was a long opening chapter, and so we've got a whole bunch to talk about. A uh, lot, lot going on. So before we get to chapter one, let's talk about the prologue briefly. Um, Molly, what's the what's the prologue? What happens in the, the prologue? And fucking nothing happens in the prologue. What are you... There's a lot of um <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's their attempt at world building Yeah Um is to go there were planets and some of them were habitable, but some of them were not. Yes. It is a lore dump, but like a lore dump that also tries to give context into the like debates of the Amory scores at uh, the Amory score every time of the Amory wars, um, <laughs> like universal uh, factions and the arguments between like theology and stuff. Yeah, but it does lay out the mages as a race rather than uh, a group of people like a group of humans who know how to uh, do magic. Blue. It is it is a specific. It is a different race of people. Yes. Which is which is strange to me. I don't know why you would go that route, but they did. Yeah, the thing the thing that this like this was like in Second Stage Turbine Blade comic, I think as well. Um, but like it's really hammered home by this prologue is the idea um, that the structure as it is of the Amory score. The fuck! It's the Amory score. You already know uh, what it is. You already know what it is. Owned. The structure <laughs> of the universe of the Amory Wars is laid down and like locked together uh, by God. Um, let me let me scroll through this Kindle thing. So it just talks about like, oh, here's, I'm just going to read out some of this just to get a sense of how boring the prose is. Yes. Uh, because Peter and uh, Claudia cannot really make law you know like when you're listening to a good friends of the table opening monologue and you get that like sense of these people are on their bullshit telling you about some lore and some beautiful prose yes not not the case here when um, when uh when austin opens the episode talking about uh oh my god what is the name of that character who dies in winter like the detective episode uh oh that first fuck, detective yeah. one yeah that's classic anyway if you don't it's listen to friends of the table stuff. that's useless 
continue. This reads like a Wikipedia page. I'm going to say here. There were three main inhabitants of the fence. The worker bees of the colonies, man, spent their days tilling the soil, growing the crops, building the machines, and helping them to work. Then there were the mages, with their grey skin and horned shoulder blades. More than mortal were they, although less than gods, for they could be hurt and killed, although it was not an easy endeavour. Mages were born to rule, and there was one position to govern each of the twelve sectors, as was consistent with the mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just this for like, it's not a super long prologue, it's like a couple pages of just law, law table setting. And I just want them to believe in it more. This exists yeah. so we know what the stakes are, but I want them to understand that you can make world building like majestic and cool, especially if you're dealing with like the epic states of nature laid down by God. This should be way more interesting and like evocative than this. I feel like the better way to present this is because Coheed and Cambria are supposed to know like nothing about this world because they were created is to do like some world building by telling them like, this is what, this is the way things are. Rather than just having them be like, I don't know anything. We're going to do a mission. You could even have them, like, discover things as part of right, the story. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it, that's and, like, not going to happen here. Yeah, no, instead we kind of get this this overview. Some um, people are atheists, but some people are not. Yeah, there's literally a line where they say that, like, uh, Heaven's Fence was created this way and we, the Garnsgrad said it was all laid out in this way, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but some people do not believe in God. Not believing in God meant that matters were more, dot, 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 problematic. Problematic. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> Fucking, I'm canceling this book. Yep. God is canceled. The, Wilhelm Ryan is taking over. God is canceled. We put him on trial. Uh, Wilhelm Ryan did cancel God. He did cancel God, and he was like, I'm taking over. God, Wilhelm Ryan rules. <laughs> Fucking, what an asshole. What a beautiful asshole. Yes. He's great. Uh, then, it, then it talks about the price and says, like, this is how things are set. Like, so, man of the worker bees, uh, the, the mages, like, rule over everything and maintain order in the world, and the price, like, maintain holy order. Yeah, um, do not interfere with the with the works of God. Lest, lest you interfere with my work. The the price are all about uh, maintaining the key work, maintaining no one fucks with the key work or the balance of the universe, and the, the mages are all like, you know, no, you cannot get fucking healthcare. No. <laughs> you cannot. I am the, I'm the blue man in charge, and I'm here to say uh, that no. We are blue labor. And, yes, I'm taking the money. You're all going to uh, be feeding it to bugs. Um, God. What and is... So, why why may they were my favorite part of this is mages were already in the key work and humans were said to like have shown up later and been like yo we don't have anywhere to live and they were like cool let us rule over you and they were like yeah I and then they just landed and i was like that's tight it's all good it's, God, it's god's plan it's god's plan god decided all this yeah god was like hey um, do this the, the, the thing that's strange about this right and the is why we latch on to the ryan <laughs> proving god wrong in a courtroom debate scene <laughs> Is the in any other story when someone lays down? Here are the structures of society. It is stratified according to God's design. Um, the the heroes are the ones who want to change that. Like Claudio yeah. should be against that. And like it kind of is because the, the story is about like dealing with like faith and you know I, being as generous as I can here. You've all heard the earlier episodes. Yes. Um, but in its best read, it is about having a like prophecy put upon you you don't understand and dealing with the like god's design and trying to like 
accept what that means and you can even go about it in the fatalist way that amory wars does but more on purpose if it really was impossible like amory wars proves it is impossible to change god's design even though god is uh like an actual person who sucks and gets murdered yeah um like the things that are true about the world remain true uh, at least until we read the god apollo comic maybe he does break break the cycle in some way right maybe that maybe that's you know the world is falling apart because he can't write any more book so everything's fucked up who could say if that's the direction they're going who can say um but even if he is going to be like, he does just follow the prophecy because there's no no way of escaping God. That's just the like truth of the universe. That's an interesting, that's not a bad story, right? Like that is an yeah. interesting way to take like a fatalist view of God um, and like determination. And this isn't, isn't aware of that. And instead is just saying, uh, here's what, here's the stratified society that God created. Uh, here's a really dumb riddle that the prize don't understand because it's written really awkwardly. It's really, um, it's written really awkwardly. The prize who are supposed to be the enforcers of like the word of holy law have no idea what the fuck the holy law is. <laughs> and they're like, God this? damn it. They've been spending hundreds of thousands of years going like, do you think it means like that we shouldn't fuck with anything? And then somebody else was <laughs> right. like, I think it means we should fuck with everything. And they're like, but, but, and so that's the debate that's been happening for 600,000 years. I'm going to read out the what we got here. If man should decide to dabble in my affairs, then the guardians must intervene. But should I come forth to change the face of man, with you there to challenge me, then I shall return with the stars to destroy all I have made. Whether man or I present the danger will not be told in the cunning. To which the price, fair enough, re- respond, the fuck you talking about, bro? They're like, bro, we're not doing shit now. So I'm not going to be responsible so- for you blowing up the universe. And then God's going to show up later and be like, why didn't you stop them from blowing up the universe? Well, because you wrote the fucking bullshit. This like, is so- stupid. So it's like, so if I, if man fuck with shit, then you have to stop them. But if I like change the nature of men uh, and you fuck with me, then I'll then I'll fuck with you right back. But I will not uh, tell you which one's which. But I will not. Yeah, I'll not tell you which one's which. I'm not going to tell you who you have to really defeat. Um, and so all the price are like, bro, this who this could go real bad for us if we pick wrong. <laughs> um, I I get why they were so indecisive. I guess I guess we haven't talked about it before because I think before we were like roasting the price for being like, hey, maybe you should kill the guy who's saying that he's God. Like yes. maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> But now I'm like, you know, maybe they were right. Maybe they just don't know shit, and I they have anxiety, and I'm like, yeah, mood. Yeah, mood. I mean, sometimes the teachings of God make no sense, and then uh, God's an incel. Yeah, um, that's just how it be. Which is how it be. Uh, yes, and then the prologue ends um, with like, uh, what did it say? It says, "Sir, it was written in the Gransgrad, uh, the book purportedly scribed by God Himself." Although, again, as might be expected amongst people who wielded free will, there were those who disputed that belief as well. Most such unbelievers could be safely ignored. One of them, however, could not. We will speak more of him shortly. Shortly. Yo, so Jeremy wrote this. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> My man Jeremy wrote this shit. Tumblr post about someone not believing in the Amory God. <laughs> Call out post for Jeremy. Stop standing, Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> no, you cannot kin Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> no! That's problematic. It's problematic. Much like not believing in God. Much like get back it give get it back in order. The church is gonna cancel you. So uh here's the funniest part of this entire reading is the opening of chapter one. So you get so you, it finishes the prologue. Um this is this episode's gonna go on forever, Jesus Christ. Yes, we're gonna be here <laughs> for a minute. 
Uh, I mean, we can we can gloss over a lot of the stuff in the middle of this chapter because yeah, just... yeah, we're not going to be as detailed. We're just going to get the the mainstream. Yeah. Prologue, broad, uh, bad Wikipedia reading about like the debates of what God means, and then the opening lines <laughs> of chapter one are. The howling earth was aptly named. That much was beyond dispute. Wyatt howled, on the other hand, was very much a matter of active discussion. We get it. You don't know anything. Why? We just did the prologue that was this. You can't do this as your opening gimmick twice. (laughs) And then it just continues. The people who believe in God say it was because of God. And the people Ah! who don't say it's because the atmosphere's fucked up. Yeah, so the Howling Earth of the planet that Cohen and Cambria are on, uh, and we are opening in the middle, like, in media res in the middle of the story, so we're not really meant to have context for all these actions. Um, I think I'm just going to do a broad, quick summary uh, yeah. of of the plot so everyone knows, and then we can go to a more broad discussion. Unless you want to do the summary. <laughs> I, I am not prepared to... I mean, I could... So, uh, Cohen and Cambria... No, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, okay. I was just, I was just like... Uh, Trying to yeah. kill me. <laughs> I was like, trying, trying to, to make destroy me on for the a spot. Moment. Do you want to <laughs> impromptu make up a summary? Like, no, I'd rather die. I would rather not. <laughs> ah, so, uh, Cody and Caramia ha- have been dispatched with Jesse to the Howling Earth. Jesse is on the Grail Arbor, uh, and Cody and Cambria are on the surface to investigate why the like keywork energy of this world is like phasing out something's weird with the world with the howling earth and they don't understand what's going on so so, uh this is the kbi the the what's the k stand for killer beast inferno the knowledge knowledge beast inferno cambria is the knowledge yeah it's dumb dumb women don't be violent women women do women be smart (laughs) Women be hot. She's got 1,000 terabytes of storage in her titties. <laughs> this, the first thing she does is like walk up to people and get her titties out. And like, hey. Hey. We're just, we we're were just, just on this beach. If we saw y'all <laughs> anyway. had a cave, what's in there? Oh. <laughs> All right. So I need to get through the actual summary. So they're on this mission. Um, doesn't say for what purpose or why. There's like references to Dr. Hornberger throughout about like how you know he's the one who made them, but not that doesn't actually get into like the details of that. This is a flash forward, so I'm not gonna talk about that. They're here. Uh, they investigate this base that's like a mining base. Um, because they're like digging into the planet and it's fucking with the keywork energy and they need to get inside and f- find out what's going on. Uh, through a very long, very gruesome, very horny series of events, they make their way, uh, murdering everyone they come across, uh, to a big chamber filled with monoliths. Except, uh, it should be noted, except for the five people Cambria mind controls. Yes, yes. Uh, Cambria has like got some units. Got some. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. This whole thing is very video gamey. There's like a long sequence where they're like hey do you want to pick the stealth option or do you want to pick the loud option (laughs) yeah which one would you like to do and they're like we'll go stealth until it gets loud and then we'll go loud okay and then jesse goes like every gamer (laughs) like all gamers (laughs) everyone is ever everyone in any video game when presented with that choice has chosen that exact option yeah oh we're gaming we we game in here uh so yeah so there's a big long like infiltration fight sequence that we'll talk about they make their way to this big chamber where there's a bunch of monoliths and they realize that these monoliths are being like stored. They are physically storing and trapping the keywork energy. Yeah. Uh, the keywork energy is being extracted through the planets uh, and put in these monoliths and then these monoliths are being shipped out to take it elsewhere so someone can like harness keywork energy, which is not a thing that has been able to be done before. Like, No, this, is, leave, this is a you, new thing. 
you leave the like key work alone, uh, but you can do other things, and that's that's the way of the world. The, the big problem shown. about it is that if you take all the key work energy away from a planet, they don't know what happens to the rest of the system. So if in theory, if one planet breaks off, they're not sure if that causes like a fucking like pool table reaction, and like everything <laughs> starts crashing into each other. They are very scared about this, which is fair. You know, if the, if the planets were going to get all fucked up, I'd be scared. Uh, so they go up to like the the top of this this uh, hall, and they're like, "Okay, we need to blow this shit all the way up." Um, Coheed suspects that if they blow it up, and the energy will return to the keywork like naturally, and they won't need to like redirect it or do any reconstruction efforts. Like the the energy wants to be- like belong in the keywork; it will go back there. Yeah. Um, there's like debates about whether the energy is truly sentient, which we know it is. Everyone's souls. Uh, but does the world know yet? And is that a weird opinion to have? Is science says it's just energy. Blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, so they're about to do that, but who could it be? Who could show up mm. to disrupt their plan? It's Mayo. It's fucking Mayo. Mayo shouts out. He chapter one beats up Coheed. <laughs> beats oh, the so shit good. out of Coheed. Oh, he beats up Coheed. He's the coolest idiot. man alive. Mayo's here. It's been so long. It's been so long. Mayo, we're so glad you're back, bud. We had to go a whole album without you. I need Mayo.com. That's the fucking webs. We need... So the thing is, is that Mayo's the only good character in the Amory Wars universe. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And he needs to be here. Thank you for showing up. We really do appreciate it. Um, And Uh, yeah, thank you for reading the shit out of Coheed until Cambria mind blasts you or whatever. Yep. So he's about to own Coheed, but then through the power of, um, you know... It is wife's duty, uh, but he be, <laughs> so, so Mayo's basically, if you will, uh, a strange jester throwing hatchets off a cliff. <laughs> Mayo is truly uh, the problems clown of the Coheed and Cambria universe. <laughs> Mayo is the problems clown, and he's throwing hatchets at Claudia, uh, but then, um... Cambria revives because she was knocked out earlier for very dumb reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then they manage to get the blast off. They blow up the thing. Mayo retreats. He's like, Wilhelm Ryan has taken notice of you and you will be destroyed. And I'm like, yes, you're so fucking cool, Mayo. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> he leaves. Um, they the, Then the chapter goes on for like five more pages despite it being done as they then go back to the Grail Arbor uh, talk about all these things that have just happened that i already realized that have happened and they're like um, wow it's all fucked up and then go, everybody's wow, like fucked yeah, up. yeah it is you're right <laughs> yeah you're right you're um, right the, the last the last actual beat is that jesse and kaid have a short argument about whether they're gonna need to do that you know what i talked about about reconstruction and like diverting the energy make sure it's safe and then Kaid's like no it will go back to the key work I believe it's alive. I heard it howl. I heard the earth howl. That's why we're on the howling earth. That's why we're on howling uh, earth. And that's why the other ones are silent earth. Because yep, howling, they found the- howling earth first. They're like, damn, this bitch loud. <laughs> <laughs> damn, yo. God damn. <laughs> so that, that happens. And then Jesse's like, oh, we really fucked it now. And Mayo's coming for us. And that's, uh, that's the big, that's the big cliffhanger is that it's, uh, you know, Mayo's, Mayo's here. Um, Ryan knows what's going to go on. Yeah. Uh, then Ryan then Ryan is going to know that we exist. He's going to know that there's a threat to his power. Power he believes he's earned, even by sheer force. He's going to be doing everything to discover who we are. 
Good, said Coheed grimly. I can't wait to meet him. That's going to be a bad call. Bad call. He's going to murder your ass. He's going to mind control your ass and make you blow up a whole star. He's going to own you guys so hard. God damn. Um, You hate to see it. But but that's the chapter. That is the entire chapter. That's the Uh, entire chapter. What did you think of it? Um... I just have a couple notes here. Okay. Um, first things first. Uh, as usual, we've we've noted this in the comics, but oh my god, he loves gore! Like wow, Claudio yes. loves gore. There are graphic descriptions of like people's chests being blown open and being able to see their heart beating the last beats. It's like, why are you so fucking like horny for this? Like, yikes, man! It is it is gruesome. Yeah, so we get kind of like an understanding of why the opening was so bad in terms of its like prose, because it is not interested in being, uh, even though like Claudio generally for the story does have ambitions of this, it's not really interested in being uh, an evocative story about the visions of the universe. It is a hardcore story about a guy with a knife hand, blade hand, uh, that can fuck shit up. Yeah, he's a knife arm man and a gun arm man. That's a story we're telling. Yep. And uh, boy, does he love to talk about the very, like, gross specifics of being a knife arm man. Oh, my knife arm hurts. And Dr. Hohenberger said that he he could make it me not feel anything, but he knows I want to fuck later. So he <laughs> yes. let me feel things. The, the line is like, you need to feel both pleasure and pain. One day you'll thank me. Also, I'm not turning this off for your knife arm. <laughs> I'm not turning it <laughs> off for your knife arm. He's a robot. You could just make it so like he feels pain normally, but not when he's transforming into a knife arm. You got a like, lot of options. You got a lot of options, but no, you will feel the knife arm every time it slices out of your skin. Um, but then he'll never like show it on his face because he's just that fucking manly. He's coheed. He's so cool. And you're like, this is this is this is your dad. This is we your exp- this is your pops. Um, or already established in the metaphor of the story, these. All your parents. Yeah, I. That's that's one thing I want to bring back up. So in the concerts before this book was released, Coheed, uh, uh, Coheed Cambria did the tour, um, and Claudio on stage said that Coheed and Cambria were based after his parents specifically, um, which is why it's really awkward when we have probably six different scenes where we talk about Cambria's titties. Oh. Her titties are wildin'. Her titties are banging <laughs> because every man in this place is horny as shit and cannot do anything but look at her titties, and that is what the story is about. Yeah, so uh, instance number one, uh, they decide that they are going to take the stealth mission uh, before going into uh, the the action game. Uh, yes. They press the left trigger. <laughs> yeah, they do L. So they- they 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 go down to the the, the beach because they're like on a on a cliff looking over this mining operation and they go into the beach and they're like, oh hey hey I'm just I'm called Cam he's Co hey look at my titties we're ghost uh, hunters um, we're hunting ghosts I th- we, have you guys seen any like we want to go in the mine is that okay and then <clears throat> everyone's like looking at Cambria while she's doing this which is like the point of the thing right like yeah she's doing this on purpose but then Cody's like and the whole thing's from his perspective so like the internal monologue of the book is like oh god fuck get the fucking dicks away from my wife I just like that fucking her in front of me he's so mad about it they're not together yet by the way <laughs> not together yet <laughs> he's just mad that they someone are- would dare look at the woman he likes they are in fact just brother and sister because they were made together in it's- a lab and yeah 
which is fine. I like if you like you know Adam and Eve metaphor, whatever. If you make if some the two creative people, I'm fine with them being married. The part that makes it weird is that him and Jesse are fucking brothers. Yes, they're supposed to be brothers, and it's like you guys can't you can't have both here. Like you, you cannot can't do both at the same time. Either there's like because it plays uh, Chase uh, and what the hell's his name? Sizer. Sizer, as if they're like earnestly siblings. That MF named Sizer. <laughs> that MF named Sizer. That MF named Chase. Chase. You can do it with every fucking character. <laughs> that MF named Mayo. <laughs> he named he named Inferno. <laughs> yep. Why do you keep calling me Beast Inferno? It's like I uh It's your fucking code name, dipshit. No, the line is, I would explain, but there's not enough time. And then the like narration goes, it would sound like a joke with anyone else, but with Inferno, you knew he was serious. <laughs> he, he has a lot going on. You don't want to fuck with him. Uh, so the prose in this book is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rough stuff. It's, it's completely on one. Um, and that's, um, that's most of it. Like, most of the stuff I'm looking at here, there's not like a lot of interesting tidbits. There is a lot of uh, a lot of gore descriptions, a lot of Cambria being like. So they explain her powers. She can't straight up read people's minds. Um, she can only control them apparently. Um, but there's like a point early on where she says that she can get like a general impression of what Coheed is thinking because they're so close, and then. Kohit is like, well, can't you get, like, an impression, like, read the mind of the people you're mind-controlling right now? And she's like, no, I think I'd have to be really close to them. Um, and to do that in the amount of time we have right now, I think I would have to fuck one of them. Do you want to see that? Do you want... But she she doesn't do it like that. She's like, I think I'd have to have sex with them. I'd let you watch, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, you want to... You can, you can jerk off on my back. Like, it's, <laughs> it's chill. Uh, it's chill. Sure, you want to fuck one of these random guys, and you can you murder him off. Jerk off. You ready to jerk off? Then you can kill him. You can kill him after he fucks. After it's gonna, he, uh, it's gonna after, be great. It's gonna be great. His guts will go all over the wall, and we'll talk about his like. <laughs> we'll talk about his rib bowels coming out. Yeah, we'll talk about him taking a <laughs> shit on the floor. <laughs> that, that, those are the two tones. Of the, the two the tones of the book are like just the horniest PG thirteen bullshit. Just like all like tits and horniness and implication, but no like talking about anyone's dick or actually fucking. Um, but right next to the most gross and explicit versions uh, of <laughs> of the other stuff. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's just so gross. I like the part where um, Kohid's gun arm turns back into an arm and Mayo says, hey, wait a minute. I thought you were holding a gun. What the fuck is your deal? And then Kohid's yes. just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I got a weird gun arm. Don't talk to me. Um, yeah, Mayo, thank you. Ah, oh, Mayo's so cool. He's so cool here. He's so cool. He's the only one that has like a distinctive voice. So, like, Cody basically spends this entire chapter complaining about uh, how his not even wife yet, not partner yet, um, thinks he's an idiot. <laughs> thinks he's an idiot and is just being such a bitch by not talking to me. <laughs> Why is she making fun of me all the time? Why because... is she teasing me? I hate it. Yeah, this book's idea of flirting is people being mean to each other, but not in the like playful way. Just like Cambria does treat Coheed like shit, but not like in a way that I blame her for. It's just this yeah, no. book's entire conception of how romance works. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's some parts where you can tell that maybe he's kind of got it almost right, and then he goes back to being like, "No, I just think you're a dipshit idiot." 
Uh, let me let me see if I can get the stuff from early in the chapter. And then like, wow, she likes me. She, did you oh, hear that? She said I was stupid. She said I was. She said I was dumb as fuck. She said that boy <laughs> dumb as fuck. <laughs> she was like, whose man's is this? Um, here's here's the introductory dialogue. Uh, so um. Uh, they're, they're watching over from the cliff. They've got the binoculars on. They are pressing R1 to scope out the Far Cry camp. Yes. Um, and we have Kohid saying, What's so funny? <laughs> Cabrio goes, Hard to say. I'm torn between your pathetic grooming antics or your poor excuse for a beard. You dipshit. Her voice was soft and melodious. <laughs> the line is uh, hard to say. I, I think you might be the dumbest motherfucker who's ever, who's ever lived, or you might just be ugly as sin. She sounded like you an angel. You dumb and ugly. <laughs> when she spoke, it was like the voice of God himself. Beautiful. Hey, Claudio, people will be roasting you. That's not. That's not a cute line. There's the problem is like he's so close. There's a way you could do this and it would be good, but he has not found it. No, and you also need to like establish the characters like care about each other first before you can do yes. this kind of roasting. Like no if you're reading this for the first time, you don't know who these people are, you don't even care about them. Um you need to understand why their relationship matters before you can get to Boy, you dumb and ugly. <laughs> you dumb and ugly Your beer yeah. is whack. God, trim that shit. Kohi, trim your beard. Yep. All you beard havers, trim your beard. Yo, for real. Clean that shit up. Um, it's 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 lazy as well. Like I trim trim my beard for like pretty regularly because I can't be bothered to shave. It's still a lazy option. Yeah, you could just you can make it look nicer. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Gotta get, always got to get rid of this upper lip bit. When I get depressed, that one gets too much. Yeah. It's like, I'm just saying, as somebody who could like a boy or or, yeah. a, or a facial hair haver, just please clean, trim that shit. Please clean it up. Do it right. Yep. Anyway, um, that is that is basically everything that happens in chapter one. They're like, wow, keywork energy stored in these monoliths? That's wild. Anyway, I think the keywork energy might be alive. And everybody's like, that's stupid. And it's like, well, actually, no, no, no. They're right. It's You don't know we it know yet, the- but this is the yeah. life force of the world. But also, Jesse can't find out because there is a scene in Second Stage Turbine Bite of the Price telling him and him being like, bro, That's what? right. Because <laughs> that's how we found out, is it's in it's when he goes to meet the Price in Second Stage Turbine Blaze, and they're like, yo, check this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he do so, that? I don't know. I don't But I don't know if that book or this book will like hold to that, right? Maybe Jesse yeah. will find out during the course of this book because it's not important enough that they can't change it. Or but, or they kind of mind wipe Jesse at the end of this thing because that's kind of we already know that's partially the conclusion with Coheed and Cambria they get mind wiped right, and sent out to live a normal life. We know that Coheed and Cambria are going to get mind wiped and raise their kids. What a weird. Uh, fucking... Hopefully, this book will answer like how Josephine exists and whether they fucked or whether she's like a creation as well. Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, like maybe they just mind. We'll we'll get there, but I I guess the idea is that like they mind wiped. Coheed and Cambria built a baby and then gave them the baby and we're like, yeah, you had this baby. And they're like, we had this baby. And then the next two they just made by fucking. Yeah. 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 And they're like, give me my baby. 
<laughs> Mayo comes over. Like, <laughs> Mayo does come over and go, give me my BB. Give me back my BB. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I wish Mayo was in Death Stranding. Mayo would be great in Death Stranding. I think um, he and Die Hardman would hit it off spectacularly. I think it'd be a great time. I mean, as like the the cool black guy with kind of a mask, he's almost like Die Hardman, but way better. Because Die Hardman uh, sucks ass. Die Hardman sucks. He's a whiny baby who sucks shit. Yeah. Even Sam is like, you're a whiny baby who sucks shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Quit. <laughs> I guess that's kind of spoilers. You could cut that. I don't know. Uh, I I will, in fact, just put a large bleep over that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, yeah. Because editing. Uh, do we have anything more to say about this chapter before we get to the song? Or do we want to quickly... Not really. Uh, I, one you know. Th- one thing I do want to do, uh, I don't know if you have a good, a good way to look at this, uh, is to uh, go over any of the quotes that we found that we want to mention. Oh, see, that's what... Um... That's what I, I had all this shit highlighted. Um, I don't know if I have any amazing quotes because it was mostly me going like, why is this in here? Um, yes. About all of the gore. Uh, let's, let's see. Is there anything good? I have this amazingly terrible line. Yes, please. Uh, so Kohei uh, takes the binoculars, sees the mining thing. Um, the the audience have not seen it yet, so he sees something in the binoculars uh, that is like, you know, crazy. Uh, and this is how he reacts. I'll be damned, he said under his breath. Quite possibly you and me both, but that's a problem for another day, said Cambria. Jesus Christ. That's not banter. That's not how humans talk. That's, that's not, not how, how anyone has ever other. talked. Um, and even though I know like the, the meta joke that's about, you can't, you can't just do that. You have to make the characters talk properly. Yeah. <sighs> um, here's a fun line where they're talking to the miners. Um, the the people who are in that mine. Um, here's the line is she turned toward the miner who had been scrutinizing her breasts as if he had wanted to set up a summer home on them. Wanna wanna run that by me again, Peter and Claudio? Peter and Claudio, yeah. I do. You, I would love to set up a summer home on them titties. <laughs> the, the, the the thing about this stuff is like. It is technically less explicit, but it would absolutely be like much less weird if the word just read as if he wanted to get his dick out on them. Like yes. it's just, like it's like a layer of uncomfortable metaphor that doesn't make sense or make it any less horny. It just makes everyone confused. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. The there's the line about her saying that like, yeah, I think I just need to have sex with this guy to read his mind. It's like, wow, okay. I'll it's let a you fucking sort of truth ass book. <laughs> Cambier is gonna cut Coheed. <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> chapter, chapter one. one. Um, I got bitch early on where uh, he made loud, impatient noises to convey his annoyance to her. She ignored him. He had noticed that she was quite adept at ignoring him when she felt like it. Women, Damn. right? Women. Women. Women be Women like. Women be that. ignoring me. <laughs> Women and I be can't ignoring figure out me. why. And I be grunting at them. <laughs> <laughs> hang on i think i posted a couple choice ones on twitter let me see if i can find it real quick he tried to look as casual as she minus of course the swaying hips <laughs> which is like making it canon that as she's just walking up to these these random men she has got video game woman two walk cycle it's really good 
it's great good stuff um from here's here's some stuff coheed except i don't do subtle so good what's the plan we can't just walk right up to them cambria says can you fly um no then walking it is cam wait she utterly failed to wait <laughs> thanks i, thanks, I just Dan. love i just love the line she utterly failed to wait uh, that's like in the same paragraph as uh, yes. him noticing the swaying yeah, like, hips. Yeah, the the uh, he, gra- he he's regretting at her. Women be ignoring me. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Why are you ignoring me, women? Talk to me. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, but that's chapter one. The le- next chapter is not going to be as long as that. Um, yeah. But that's like who? a forty-page chapter one. It was. It's a long one. Yeah, I assume that's just because it's the flash forward and before, yeah. like more be settling into a rhythm as we go uh, here's hoping book. uh we'll be doing two chapters sometimes one chapter sometimes because there's more chapters than there are songs and i have to work it out by basically how long chapters are yes um so i guess look forward to how i deal with that uh but that's that's the book it's not a great read but I'll, it's like funny bad enough that we're having a fine time yeah i'm doing okay so far I, i'm not miserable reading it but i am like what the fuck is going on in here what the hell is going on why are you talking so much about guts and bones who wrote this shit uh claudio sanchez and claudio peter sanchez david. peter david that's that is the fact great um shall we talk about some songs some music yes we shall uh, so the first song we're going to be talking about is The Broken. Well, actually, that's a lie. The second song we're going to be talking about The Broken, we're going to briefly mention the song One, which is the introduction, the instrumental introduction as of the tradition of Coheed albums. Yes. Um, except this time they thought they'd make it really bad. Yeah, why? Where's the keyword, where's the keyword theme? <laughs> where's the keyword theme? I mean, like, there's a, you would expect like a keyword theme at the end because there's a time skip, but it doesn't, the spoilers, doesn't come at the end of the album. Um, no, there's no keyword theme in this shit there's no keyword thing there's no reprisals there's no nothing um which is fine if you're making a new album but not if you're like this is actually a five-part album that was conceived as one work like it's yeah, just a lie like, just you have to do like just do a remix on the keyword theme do something yeah it's uh, just some annoying ambient noise and that leads into broken. that's all i'm saying it's just yep. some bullshit it's just a bunch it's of bullshit. A, it's a bad intro uh, but the first song this week is the broken. I've just like gone on what I've assumed it is after years. No, I'm looking at the shit now. It is uh Let's see. Any any good annotations on genius.com? Genius.com for Cody and Cameron? No, no one listens to we got the world looks better when you're falling. Uh this could be interpreted in two ways. The use of your is in general. In this case, the narrator could mean the world looks better when one is falling. Hmm. Perhaps falling could be seen as a a disfem disfemism. A synonym is the word you're looking for yeah. for struggling. This could mean the world looks better when one struggles, and this could be due to the fact that struggling wakes up the harsh reality to the world. Although it sounds grim, there is comfort in reality that th- that is certain. What? Uh, From the Slurge second- four years ago, falling is not a disophism in this case. 
the second use of uh, the second interpretation is the use of Yorid specific. In this case, it would be much more straightforward. The narrator has so much disdain for one person that seeing that person fall brings him joy. <laughs> <laughs> the world looks better when you're just fucking failing, idiot. Yeah, My life is better, better when you suck. <laughs> My life is better when you suck shit. Uh, it's definitely the first one. This is yeah. uh, the, as is tradition, the Coheed attempt to rewrite uh, In Keeping Secrets on the start of every single album um, and give us like a battle song about doing justice well. And that's yeah. kind of all it's about. Um, but they um, decided, you know, let's go back to making min- uh, songs shorter than four minutes. Yes. It's only a three minute, 54 second song. And I, yeah. you know what? That's, it's I better think- for it. I think it's pretty good. It's this pretty is good. a good way to open the album. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think this was the first single off of it, and everybody was like, aw, shit. Get back right to it. So this, and I think um, this is better than, like, uh, especially a lot of the back half of Good Apollo 2, so everybody was pretty excited about it. Yes. Um, and they they usually lead with um, some of the better songs in the album. Uh, we'll, we'll get to a point where that's not the case, but... <laughs> Let me tell you about the hard sell. I, the hard sell's fine. I don't understand no, your hard I fucking sell. Fucking hate hatred. that shit. Hate that shit. Yeah, it's bad. We'll get to that in a few yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, we are gonna no. We're gonna we're gonna do the afterman. I'm excited to do the afterman. Hell yeah, the afterman. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so uh, I like the song. I, I like the verses. Um, I think it is like the you get a sense of the very different production style. I feel like we've just been talking yes. about this like this is a normal normal Coheed song because we're used to it. But if you've been just listening along with um, the podcast, you were also as all of us in 2010 were not prepared for this like hard pivot to like slow paced industrial rock, but yeah. not enough for it to actually be industrial rock. Just to have like a very gray Dana production over the songwriting and instead of having like the bum ba 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 beats it's got the ba ba beats yeah um that is a feature of this album uh and well a feature of the two singles of the album <laughs> yes then the rest of it uh, we'll get there uh, we'll get there uh but it was a very big departure it took me a couple of whiles uh, a couple of lessons to come around to this song um when it first dropped but i know eventually it's one of my favorite tracks on on this on the album i think yeah it's really good, good. Uh, uh, yeah, it is a great the world chorus. looks better when you're falling. You're like, yeah, the world does better when you're falling. Like, yeah, enough to crawl in. Okay, and Cambria have uh, one job because uh, there's a lot of very, very bad things that we roast Cody Cambria for all the time, and they have one job in the middle of that, and that is to get it right. To do a chorus that people can yell along to. Yes, that is um, the one thing you are the you are the best band to make yelling choruses. 
And you know what? You got second it best band after My Chemical Romance. In yes. The okay. You know what? You were right. You were absolutely. Right. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but it's it's when you nail it, it's good. It's good. The, these songs are good, and this is like the reason people like the reason we stick around at least. Um, yeah. And I think this 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 is a great song. Um, I would you know just probably give it a give it an eight. Yeah, eight's probably about right. Seven or eight. All right. It's not everything evil. It's not. It's not everything evil. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, we gave it a seven, like idiots. we gave it. The scores no, don't we... matter. We stopped giving scores at a point last season. They've never mattered. We gave everything evil like a five, Jackson. We fucked up really bad. I think you keep forgetting how bad we fucked up. What did we do? What, I don't what know. This I don't know what we're about. doing here. We're not doing was... anything smart. Uh, but I've I've got some lyrics to read out, and I'm uh... yeah. Please. Here's the bad news. Yes. Claudia's figured out how to write normal lyrics, but not enough. But not so they're not, <laughs> not quite enough. They're not, they're not good lyrics. They're just not as interesting. I had a tweet that blew up, like uh, blew up, got about twenty likes because you know normally when my tweets blow up, it's blowing up in game sphere and I get a million awful replies. Yeah. Uh, but this blew up around code fans, but <clears throat> like the code fans that care about us, uh, which was let me let me find the tweet. Please, I would love to see it because I don't know if I did. Uh, I think you did. I mean, probably. Uh, when Claudio Sanchez says, Oh, mama, please, I'm on my knees. I'm your favorite boy. I remember why it was for the best that his earlier lyrics were all shit like, Navigator in the prior rearrangement, order begets itself, <laughs> silence for the dead ones, the pra- parabolic twilight harvest. <laughs> so much better. Claudio, you're so writing better. vaguely horny lyrics. Stop it. He's on his knees. He's your favorite boy. I'm your favorite boy. Don't do it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he he interchanges um, I'm your favorite boy with I'm your favorite toy. Stop it. Shut the fuck up, Claudio. We it. get it. You it's get not pegged. Paxis <laughs> <laughs> is, is an album about Claudio getting pegged. <laughs> Beautiful creatures. <laughs> That's unheavenly. Uh, unheavenly. Oh. <laughs> Was that the hard sell? <laughs> 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 and at the end he comes around to it gravity's union he gets smashed in that ass <laughs> uh, the pavilion a long way back <laughs> this podcast has officially gone off the rails I still have to read these lyrics and yes, we have please. One... no we have questions yeah we have this... questions oh. we got another segment to do okay uh, here's the here's the lyrics. I followed your every move in a stride that wills the skies. Little markings clue the find. Your red lips speak of painted figures. The teeth of mangled little listeners. The thoughts that hide your rusty scissors. And hooded men are swinging honesty across this violence. Obscurity has no hero. Uh, the world looks better when you're falling. Braced to comfort enough to crawl. And divided we must pray for the broken. No one can fix us. We are, will always be the wrong. Uh, this is just the world's most generic song about be- the men. The men don't listen to us, but we are the revolutionaries. Yeah. And we will fight together for what is right. The name of the first chapter is Obscurity Has No Hero. But there's uh, nothing connecting the meat of <laughs> like that book chapter to this song. Nothing, so I don't know. Nothing whatsoever. There's, there is no connecting tissue zero none whatsoever so do we want to do the video do we want to do the questions first uh let's we could save the video for next time you if know, you, you wanted think, even yeah 
Yeah, okay. No it's gonna, gonna be here, and we don't have to. We don't have to make this the longest, and it'll make the next one longer too. So that's true. You're yeah. right about that. Let me um let me pull up the questions. I um I Molly on Twitter, um at your friend Molly, I put out a request for anybody to give us questions or comments about the Amory score, uh, as we would be recording soon. <clears throat> and thank you to everybody who got back to us. Um, appreciate it, and we're gonna we're gonna dig in here. So. Uh, oh, first, I found a person who made a cosplay of Mayo, Defton, Wolf on Gaia online. So that was really good. That was that was yes, a good part that, of this. That was amazing. Um, from M, uh, M underscore being on Twitter. How can I miss something as I hate as much as I've missed the lore of Coheed and Cambria? And you know, well, we're all wondering the same damn thing. <laughs> we're we're just so happy to be back. We we just need Mayo. We need we, Mayo. We life. need Mayo. Um, from at Jordan underscore Mallory, uh, do y'all think Claudio saying Ambelina's name in bed actually happened in real life? No. No? It can't have, right? He would be Um, divorced. I don't think... I think the, uh... Here's my... Like... (laughs) We try to keep our roasts like I mean we did just joke about him getting pegged so maybe mm-hmm. you know um, but we try to keep our that's roasts a normal based topic on the text. Don't worry about it. It's not yeah, a roast. Weird. It's just a fact. <laughs> Everyone gets pegged. Who does? Fact, whatever. It, it's now rebellious not to get pegged. Yeah, <laughs> getting pegged is practice. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I don't like speculating on like the the necessarily the gap between the text and the real person yeah uh, i like to critique the text as it is and everyone can know that when i'm roasting claudia i'm doing it based on the text and there is a real human who isn't there um that said i i would assume that um the uh everything in good apollo one is like played up to the point of like uh that comic reads as that guy sucks so much that it's trying to distance itself from the way men in general suck like you yeah. can read good apollo as a to be an album about how men suck but the comic is about how much this one weirdo suck which is yeah. a, like a, a one different incel thing. man yes um and i i think that the not the nottle menning of good apollo one <laughs> was a mistake what yes. an awful sentence i'm canceling myself <laughs> but that's 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 my response to that um uh katanaru uh, asks is reading the novel as distressing as the weird art was in the comics yes absolutely no. i hate i think we're forgetting how weird the art was no i mean like yeah, in terms no, of right. like gore descriptions and shit like that no. it is just as bad because there's like there is an extended paragraph about like his his piss and his shit fell into his lap as he dies like, come on yeah okay. grow you know, up you're right you're right yeah it's it's disgusting um Somebody wants to know if we will be on the Coheed cruise. Please, if it, please. audio again, if you are listening to this, please send us um, some passes. I know we just talked about your bedroom life, but don't worry about that. Um, Jordan Mallory also asks, is there no No World for Tomorrow comic because Claudio himself doesn't know what happens? Yes, absolutely. That's why they've been plotting it for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, he's got no idea. That would be so funny if it's just like completely unrelated to everything anyone's ever thought of. He just like... The, my my thought is like at some point when they finished Good Apollo One, he's like, "Wow, what a what a great time we did! We just had we finished up our comic." And then Chandra comes to him later and is like, "Hey, you know all the shit you wrote for the album? None of that is gonna happen now." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh <laughs> fuck! Oh, oh shit. shit!" Um, traumatized 
asks, when do y'all discover Coe and Cambria? Uh, and I think we went over that, like, 09, 2010, in that general yep. area. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Crass Pants, a friend of the show, Crass Pants, uh, would like, would, says, Peter David's other work is mostly comprised of Halo, Fable, and Star Trek novels, and does any of this come through in Year of the Black Rainbow? Uh, I wish uh, this was Halo. I, I wish it was Halo. I have not read his Star Trek novels. Uh, he he's also a big comics guy. Is um, he? Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about the um, uh, the the comics world. Uh, he's done a lot of comics. Um, he's done lots of like novelizations and the like the specific things being quoted by Crass because that's what Crass knows about. But he's got just a ton of novelizations for like a load of things. I want uh, Cambria to call Coheed Chicken Chaser. Ch- I'm the chicken chaser. A chicken chaser. A chicken chaser. I heard you was a chicken chaser. How long did it take you to figure out in Fable that you could change your title to something that is oh, a chicken so chaser? Oh, so long. It took me so, so long. I'm like, why the fuck you guys keep calling me chicken chaser? I was chicken chaser like almost half the game. Yeah, and then like you're gonna go fight Jack of Blades or whatever, no. and then they chicken you know chaser. What it is? You know what it is? It's because it automatically changes uh, after you beat the um, the arena to champion. Right. Yes. And that was like, why am I? And it was, why is no one calling me Chicken Chaser Wait, anymore? I'm Chicken. Ch- I'm Chicken Chaser. I'm the Chicken Chaser. <laughs> Caught any good chickens lately? You caught any chickens? Hey, <laughs> <I> Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the enduring legacy of fame was a bunch of people putting on bad British accents, including the people who are already British, <laughs> and saying, Oi, mate, I'm the chicken I'm chaser. Chasing. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, um, you chasing the chickens. God. Let me see. What is your twit? Your name is too long. I cannot see your. Rev Rye Bread, Riley. Uh, asks if you were able to change only one thing, one single thing, to make the Amory's words less awful, what would you change? What is the thing you could change for the most positive impact? Um, I think if you make the weird God Riddle something maybe a little more not obvious but solvable, <laughs> it could actually create some kind of tension. Besides, like we don't know what the fuck to do because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I th- I think that could be something, but I'm not. What was I'm the genuinely, specific? Like, what if you could change one thing? One thing, to only yeah, one change. Just exactly one thing. Because I was like, I was like, uh, I guess a lot of things I would change, but one specific thing to change. Jeez. What would be? Um, well, what's the what's the number one thing you would want to change? Make Claudio a better character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, make Claudio a real character is is a big one. Oh, like, I I think. At the end of the day, if it's like, only one thing I can change, it'd be to because he's the center of all of the books and he sucks so much. Yeah, and he just like, sucks. That's true. His, um, which I know is like a boring change, but make the book good and not bad is really the, the only thing I can. I can't, oh like, no, you know what? The number one change we could possibly make is Josephine. We could just just let us undo all of that and just if God. she dies, just give her the fucking weird poison like they gave the other kids. Like she doesn't need the rest of that shit. It's not worth she it. She really doesn't. Yeah, I mean obviously we're getting rid of the Jersey Devils Yeah, and obviously that's number 1 for the most positive impact we could have on this goddamn book. What's the next question? Uh oh, also Erica Court dying. That one erase that. That sucks. Yes. That's Um a couple more from Swandre 3000 Dre asks, "When do we get more of the motherfucking bicycle?" I I fucking hope to <laughs> God. Put it, put it in good Apollo too. 
Bring back the fucking bicycle. Bring back the motherfucking bicycle. Alistair Black, you're a bicycle. <laughs> My fucking bicycle. Um, <laughs> so good. From Chinchi Michilla. What's worse, an ambitious concept discography that fails or never finishes, in parentheses, proto men, or an ambitious concept discography that goes on for way too long, gets up its own uh, ass, Amory Wars? Uh, I mean, well, the the, the Coheed albums are better. Yeah, the Coheed albums um, are just better albums in general. I have tried going back and listening to proto men shit. I'm like, I'm picking two songs off this thing and then ditching the rest. And uh, the uh, Amory Wars is better than the proto men lore because the proto men lore is just what if it's fucking just, Mega Man was yeah, the, it's just like edgy awful Mega Randian Man. bullshits. Yeah. Like, oh, no, he gives up heroism because no one will fight with him because the people are all cowards and the individual must remain true. We've listened to way too many Rush albums and had no <laughs> thoughts about our <laughs> politics. Like, y'all heard the trees? Holy shit. <laughs> That, that is so funny. Have you seen their comments where they're like, that's not about politics. We thought it'd be fun to write a song about trees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Okay. Yeah, bro. Good cover. Bro. <laughs> you fucking, that, fucking Division 2 looking ass. Christ. <laughs> it's not about politics, man. It's just every, the, tree, the, the trees were just too tall. What do you want me to tell you? Anyway, I'm here to tell you that the Predator Men suck way worse than Cody and Cambria. Sorry, yeah. I ended them both as a teen, but uh, even the, like, awful misogynistic, like, stuff in the Amory Wars, which is, like, go far beyond the pale, uh, there are enough strings to pull on that I find, like, interesting, whereas I just don't find anything... There's no wrinkles to what if we made Mega Man, like, shit rush. Yeah, it's... I. There are a few songs I still think are, like, bangers off of the Proto Man's discography, obviously, but, like... Obviously. It's All not... two albums. Like, yeah, both, both albums. Um, Like, obviously, Breaking Out is a fucking great song, but the Should rest of it... five minutes eh. long, not seven. Yeah, that is true. They they could cut a good two minutes off that shit. And then Keep Quiet's eight minutes right after. What are they doing? It They're is. Making an album about well, fucking Mega Man. Keep Quiet could have been good... If you cut five minutes off of it, it's a really anyway. Long song. Light of the night's a good song. The hounds is pretty Light good. Light of the night's great. The hounds is good. The hounds is good. Um, but last yeah. question. Uh, for again, again for Jordan Mallory. Why is Claudio good at naming ships? But that's it. That's a great question. The Grail Arbor is a great ship name. Uh, Grail Arbor is a fantastic ship name. House Atlantic. In- House Atlantic is a mech. I think that's good. I, I mean, I think like Silent Earth's a fine name. Like there are Silent some Earth evocative like, names. I just well now I hate Silent Earth more because he named something else Howling Earth. H- Howling so Earth, like yes. one of the planets was loud and the other one was quiet. Like we're naming this one Silent Earth. Um, <laughs> and then like there's a part in like the prologue where they talk about how they named planets after cities on Earth that had died. So that's why places are named like Paris colon Earth or New New Jersey colon Earth is one of the canonical planets in this fucking book, which I think is beautiful. Take it back. Uh, Predator Men are better. <laughs> <laughs> New New Jersey, colon Earth. New New Jersey, colon Earth. What a dumb situation. Shut the fuck up, Claudio. Oh, we've got so much more to this book to go. We do. And there's uh, there's a couple back. more questions that we cannot quite answer yet because it is kind of a, um, a look at the entire thing rather than like the first chapter uh, or yes. the or the return of this. We, If I remember, I will try and go back to... Um, those questions, but no, no promises. It's going to be a while before we finish this one up. That's true. Um, yeah. And with that, it's time to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's our longest Amory score yet. I think so. Yeah, we've been at it for a minute, huh? Um, yeah. 
uh, Molly, would you like to go to the plug zone and tell me where people could find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me online at your friend Molly with a Y E R on Twitter. You can find me on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, we recently wrapped up Totally Reprise, a show where we watched all of Totally Spies. Um, so you can find that there, and we'll be uh, putting more episodes of stuff in that feed. That feed is just going to live on with whatever the fuck else we're doing now. Nice. Uh, so then patreon.com slash Molly Rainback. Uh, Jackson. You can find me at headfullsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast that I do with M at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, there's a whole bunch there. And then pretty good. I'm proud of it. It's a good website. Yeah, uh, great website. You can support me at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Me and M do the great Gundam project there, which you can get for $1 a month. Um, there's other tiers as well. Go look at the website. But Give them your uh, fucking money. Hand uh, it please. over. <laughs> Hand it over. Claudio. Claudio, sponsor us. Jesus, we're, we are promoting... Nobody online has done a better job at promoting your work than we have. We have cursed you, so many people. Yeah, you might think that the people on the internet who are like, actually like Yakuza and Cambria are good at doing promotional work, but they're not. They're we not. have made people who will never, who will never set foot in a Korean gig be like, yeah, maybe Korean and Cambria. We are yeah, spreading maybe. the word. Yeah, it is out there. So... Um, yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, we are, we're doing, you know, we're doing the Lord's work for you. Uh, so, you know, pay us. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else, Jackson? Um, no, we are done. Thank you very yeah. much for listening. The Amory score returns. What a great day. What a good day. Uh, we don't know. We're not, we're, we're not going to make the mistake of scheduling our next episode. Um, but I, I like think to, we'll we try and like do them as often regularly. as we can. Yeah, we, we're gonna yes. we're gonna do our best. Uh, I am transitioning into a new role at work that should be a little bit of a lighter load, so I could do a little bit more on the weekends. Hopefully, uh, my vague promise is I would like to do at least one a month. Yes, yes, that would be at at least would be great. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's that. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time on the podcast. Goodbye. Clue.